With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to ND Fan Radio on One Foot Down, the One Foot Down podcast. Welcome to all you new listeners. If you're joining us for the first time, we thank you for making us a part of your game week. Game week preparations. And if you are one of the thousands of returning listeners. Welcome to you as well. Welcome back. We are here to talk Notre Dame football for your listening pleasure. I am Irish Tightness at Irish Tightness on Twitter. To my left, my brother, ND McFly. The on Twitter also. At ND McFly. Mm-hmm. That's me. That's him. So, what uh, what do you think we should talk about? I mean, just the schedule or fall camp, or is there anything like... <laughs> the schedule. Uh, fall camp. Shamrock Series jerseys, or... Sh- yes. <laughs> do you want to talk? Did we talk about those? No, I we guess haven't we done didn't. a show in like two weeks. Man. I know. Three weeks. It's I been know. a while. It's been well, too long. We're very reactionary, so when there's not much to react to... Look, I think, the, look, I think th- people... That have, was absolutely something to react that to. That was something to, to react to as well. You know, it's kind of funny, I mean... I saw the little snippet where the guy gets off the subway and they have the voiceover, and I was like, that's kind of clever. But look, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not even so much the jerseys. It is the whole thing to me. What is this compulsion to keep playing in professional stadiums, A, way outside of what college football should be in my mind, which which is a medium, small-sized town where you can get a lot of you know cheap beer and a lot of co-eds running around acting like idiots. This is in New York. So part of it's just the big city. It's not a college town. It's not a college sports venue. It's a baseball stadium, which to me, I mean, how many times do you have to do that before the novelty wears off? They've played in Yankee Stadium like seven times in our lifetime. They've played at Fenway, right? They played games at the Polo Grounds. Somebody, somebody said on Twitter, they actually said to Josh, uh, the Subway Domer, that, uh, hey, make sure you tell Titanus that 
the best thing about these these Yankee jerseys is that Notre Dame can wear them again when they're playing when in, they're the in the pinstripe. Oh, when they're in the pinstripe bowl, <laughs> oh exactly. God. Like how many times we need to see guys? Whoever said that, you know me too well. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, no, that's that's apropos. I mean, it's just all of it. And you know what I tweeted was there's just a law of diminishing returns. Notre Dame. I think we all granted Notre Dame a fair amount of leeway. They needed to modernize the program. I'm not going to get on here and be the guy that says everything should be natural grass, old uniforms, old stadium, peeing in the trough. Like, look, there's some modernization had to happen, okay? However, they just went whole hog. I mean, this is like, doesn't Notre Dame feel like the lottery winner that just immediately has a jet boat, right? Like, and, you know <laughs> what I mean? A cigarette boat. Everything <laughs> is, everything's covered in gold, yeah. like a brand new clothes every single yeah. day. Like, there's no long play here. The they next, just thing you know, you're, it next thing you know, you're the president. <laughs> the whole, right, exactly. But doesn't it feel like that? I mean, it just, the modernization, ha- it did have to happen. The uniforms needed upgraded, but now it's like every single turn the, the, the uniforms the, the shamrock, shamrock series uniforms are trash what's the point of the, the shamrock i mean not series? only this year but in general i don't it was because of notre dame was the barnstorming team that used to take their show on the road and they played at soldier field so and, was and the front... circus and you're not allowed to whip elephants anymore like it that's an old concept and notre dame doesn't need it there's no recruiting argument there's no argument that like what the people in New York deserve to be able to see? The can you team? imagine? I, you know, here here was something I thought in my head after I saw that. Can you imagine if you were a little kid who's like was you know had, has grown up a Notre Dame fan and the poor bastards you never even seen a, a respectable team, but but uh, you know you, it's your lifelong dream to see Notre. Dame. I just want to see those shiny gold helmets running out of a tunnel or running out of a dugout or running out of somewhere. Yeah, and then that's the game you go to and you see these puke matt whatever the hell with some rinky dink decal on the side and you're like oh that's not the notre dame yeah, I, I thought i was gonna that looks exactly like your little league uniform right if that i mean the pinstripes all of it like i just i get it i get i get look design has a fair amount of leeway i mean if you're a fashion designer like you, you're gonna have some failures and i don't have a problem with that whatsoever but the fact that the whole thing the whole thing got green lighted is really where it breaks down and becomes kind of absurd the- to me is this like what are we doing? I'm a big picture guy. You know that. I don't really get down in the weeds too much. Like, I'm not, I don't care there's a pinstripe on this leg or this sleeve. Well, they're like, it's well, just the re- whole thing. Recruits love it. Recruits love it is is the who are you going to get rebuttal, of in my opinion. Is. Like, uh, yeah, right. Well, who are you going to get? Well, recruits love it. That's like, we're stuck in a shit situation. Sure. That, and, and rather than trying to creatively think my way out of this problem, I'm just going to throw out some generic. Recruits love it. <laughs> recruits <laughs> love it. Yeah, right. Look, well, recruits love Oregon uniform that you can read from space i, I get it that's cool gear is cool can for I, a player because just, it's all free i that's can i awesome. just give here's my feeling in a nutshell i mean i was looking back at some of the old stripes sh- make you look taller <laughs> here's my feeling look here's what recruits might love is just a throwback jersey that looks decent i mean if you want to do the shamrock series or not i don't know i mean it's Playing in the Alamo Dome, like, hey, this is the same place where you guys played your Army All-American game, or you know, we're playing in the San Diego Chargers Stadium. Mm-hmm. Isn't that great? I don't know. I mean, whatever. But as, as it relates to the uniforms, I mean, everything that's an alt, a quote-unquote alt, in my opinion, has just been garbage. I looked at all the previous uniforms, the ones from 2016, the olive drab, 
Dude, those are horrible. Was that and an it, army game, like somewhere in? I think they maybe did play army in yeah. that game in, yeah. in in San Antonio, and it doesn't help that it was a four and eight year. But if you look at those uniforms in the context of everything else, and maybe this is me being a little bit of a traditionalist, they look like shit. I mean, the the God Country Notre Dame. Uh, old English gothic Over font, whatever yeah, that's yeah. cool, okay. It's and, all cool, and the but but stuff like that, in my opinion, is better reserved for the base layer. You want to do something kitschy or cool, or do the print that's uh, you know, the, put it on the tickets, the, which they've the, done this the year, gilding, right? The gilding that's on the dome, make that on your base layer. You want to do something that's the, over the door on the basilica, put it on the base layer, do something like that, and make the jersey not look re- just ridiculous. Yeah. And that olive drab is just it's it's horrible. Right. It's horrible. Now, my favorite uniform ever is not technically uh, an alternate designed by some goofball trying to sell jerseys. It was a throwback. It was the 2007 throwback that Notre Dame wore against USC. Yeah, the The hyper green and yellow, and it was baller. Mm -hmm. And that was a throwback to 1977. Those were tight. Yeah. Now... Notre Dame was equally as as garbage that year as they were in 2016, um, but those uniforms were dope. In addition, I think m- most people's other favorite uniform was the 2011 under the lights game against Michigan, mm-hmm. white yeah. with with the with the Kelly green ringers and mm-hmm. the shamrock on mm-hmm. on the on the helmet. Now, if you go look and do a little bit of research into historical Notre Dame jerseys, that's basically a clone of a 1959 jersey. Right. So rather than create this shit with train tracks on the helmet when you're playing Purdue or, you know, whatever the half sides got a leprechaun, uh, you know, when they played Miami and, and the all the dumb stuff they've been doing for these all jerseys, don't make just do them as a throwback. Do a modern version of a throwback and all the crotchety old get off my lawn people aren't going to aren't going to argue with it when you're like, oh, hey, this is a throwback to the 1934 uniform. You're like, right. oh, that's great. Yeah, the honor That's when I started going to games. You spruce it up a little bit, and you have a fighting chance of someone uh, actually wanting to buy the thing. In my opinion, yeah, I, I will. Know. I will say I like throwback. The, not all. I like the uniform that they wore against Purdue. But again, when you look yeah. again, when I go big picture, I don't like it for Notre Dame. I just like the way it looked visually. But then throw it all, wrap it in the entire package. We're playing Purdue. Yeah, hey, at oh, Lucas Oil yeah, Stadium, Shamrock Series in, in Lucas. An, yeah, in right. Another, exactly. In what? another barn. Because I guess we'll never be in the Big Ten Championship. Has there. anybody I mean, floated this idea? Why don't they just do the craziest uniforms they want to do during the blue gold game? Yeah. Get it out of your system. Just wear whatever. I don't even care if you have a player designing the thing. I don't even care if it's the most ostentatious thing in the world. Why not do it for the blue gold game when it's very in the and family? And then auction right? them off. Exactly. I see. Now, now we're making progress. Look, it's inside you know the family. It's Notre Dame. They sell everything. They, they I mean, look, you could probably buy a trough that somebody pissed in. Yeah, look, I don't really for five hundred. I don't really care if you wear SpongeBob pajama pants. I do care if you wear them out of your house. Right. 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 So, like, do it at the Blue and Gold game. And I do game. care if you're Kevin Stefferson and you steal a pair of them. Yeah. Well, or yeah, right. Or try to sell them for you know for profit. <laughs> but think, has anybody suggested that? That's a simple marketing idea from 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 us to from you. us from us to you. Blue Gold game auction them off. Right. Yeah. And, and you can be as crazy as you yeah. want, carte blanche, Under Armour, knock yourself out, pinstripes, polka dots. Dude, it's like a Dumbo when he gets drunk. Yeah. And all of a sudden the elephant's yeah. got plaid and all that kind of... Dude, dude yeah. do every incarnation of that that you want, but the thing... I wanted to throw... Lampwick! Yeah. That's... <laughs> no, that's Pinocchio. <laughs> wrong one. That's another movie where a Disney character gets drunk, you know? Like, what are our kids watching? But, you know, but here to me, the final word on it, they just don't need to do it. Arizona State, you know, teams like that doing the doing yeah, the, the chrome hats. That's Look, it, man. If you're, if you're Louisville, small, yeah, if you're Louisville, do it. 
you need recruits to like that stuff. But when you have an iconic uniform that's been around for X number of years and the gold yeah. helmets, you don't need to do it. Why? Why are you? I'm doing sure it? recruits would love a throwback to a year you actually won something. That no, would probably be equally as exciting Dude, to a at recruit. This point, you're or uh, here's a novel idea: actually win something yourself. Exactly. You could do that too. Look, Shamrock Series. You are the guy coming into the Coke meeting saying Coke. Two, yes, and right. then and you're able to sell people on it, but I'm, it's yeah. going to spectacularly. Crystal fail. Pepsi was actually designed by Under Armour. Yeah, well, of, <laughs> course, of course it was. All right, <laughs> moving on. Um, I have a question for you. Go. One of the things you're seeing on Twitter now, which this really makes me laugh when it's a small school, and I hate to be all like, "Oh, we're big time because we're Notre Dame," because we're not. But when they, <laughs> when they announce officially the starting quarterback, and it's like yeah. Western Kentucky officially announces yeah. that so and so I've never heard of. But I will say this: Kelly did the same thing at some point. Said Wimbush is the guy. And of course, the press people doing their due diligence and said, "Well, what about the other guys? Are they going to play?" And Kelly's been a little bit reluctant to say Wimbush wagon is hooked. That's our guy. Is there a larger thing? I I know there's a larger thing with Kelly and quarterbacks. Is that one of the bigger problems with Kelly is that as a college football coach, one of the things you should hang your hat on if you're an offensive guy is the quarterback prospects that you have produced in your past. And is it fair to say that Kelly does not have anybody that – Matches up with his salary and his expectation it's and all got, that stuff. It's got I mean, to just—it's just got to eat at him that he was the offensive guru coming in from from Cincinnati, and was it Pike and Kalaros? Yeah, I mean, well, D Jones was there too at I that mean, time, right? You know, and and for him to to just completely fail to produce any—I mean. Not only Kaiser, that, he's produced head case situations yeah, too, right? Yeah, I mean, look, I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Ken Niamatololo put uh, put a quarterback into the NFL before, before, <laughs> before Brian Ooh, Kelly. Ricky Dobbs? No, no. Um, Ricky Dobbs is probably still there, right? <laughs> Year eleven. Uh, 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 Keenan uh, uh, Keenan Reynolds. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, but uh, no, I mean, look, I, you know, he's there's just been so many mismanaged. I don't need like Chris, and he wasn't the guy, and then Reese was okay but he's just wasn't and Chris was gr- a Weiss recruit though but still he, he was w- under Kelly's tutelage at some point right? yeah well look I mean if you're going to give him credit for Manti Teo who was also one of sure, Weiss's sure. recruits I mean we'll just say he coached him I, I mean he named him a starter right I just I, you know but Chris and Golson those two in particular like Chris just totally peed down his leg in multiple occasions that was the knock on him and then Golson we all know that's right and look and isn't he- that even and more Hen- of and a- Hendrix was basically like he, I mean, he could have been the Tommy Reese, I guess, if he had a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, aptitude. Peach, peach fuzz? Yeah, right. I don't know, man. Jim Rattiness? Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. I, I mean, Reese, I guess, is probably the, the highlight, I suppose, of the Kelly era. I mean, Kaiser had a great year. I, and he's and I think he's pretty decent in the NFL, isn't he? I don't really watch much NFL, but Kaiser's year was really well. He was, went to Cleveland, was, was, which was, is where anybody, you know, quarterback wise, just that's where careers go to die. And he's yeah. he's in Green Bay now, and he's good, he's good behind for, Aaron Rodgers. Good for so. him. Um, yeah, I mean, I really, really, really wanted Malik Zaire to have a good career at Notre Dame. I liked Malik Malik Zaire. I are you going to dig up the podcast where you just heavily, heavily endorsed him? And yeah, I said because, Kaiser was the guy. But I didn't think I thought that he had potential as a run, like a more of an. I mean, look, there's no well, secret. Of I'm he had a, potential I'm, as a runner. I'm a, right? I'm a run the damn ball, a sure. triple option aficionado, and and I was of of the opinion that rather than chuck it all around the place, let's have a more run based. Uh, offense with 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 Zaire and uh, oddly enough that's kind of what they started out last year with with Wimbush mm-hmm. I mean the Georgia game notwithstanding when Notre Dame rushed for a whopping 55 yards in the long run of eight 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not very, very sexy. I know they yeah. were racking up 450 yards against Miami, Ohio. But, you know, Wimbush's legs kind of uh, <laughs> really, in, in conjunction with Josh Adams, did a lot, of, did a lot through, of the work. I went through my Twitter timeline, um, my history, and I, I had a tweet somewhere last year that said, you know, at first it used to make me really nervous how quick Wimbush would pull it down instead of going through progression and start running. And then the tweet was, but now I love it yeah. because he was pretty, he had, how many rushing touchdowns did we mention? I mean, like uh, 14, 14, 16, something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And some of those are walk-ins, but still, dude, like the that's only- tight. That's a lot. That is tight. That that's that's a lot. So, that is Irish tightness. So part of me is like, hey, if you're an offensive guy, isn't that? I mean, let's just call it what it is. This is this is football. Like, if you can't even produce, and, I mean, and, and the, uh, and the, a guy. And the thing right? is, I mean, and Kaiser is um, probably the best. If you look at NFL, Gunner Keel, Blake Barnett. I mean, just the guys that have been con- uh, committed or that you know. Just, I mean, just various. Guy, I mean, it's, it's it's well, all the promise and all the hype and, and just all the from ND a recruiting standpoint. Yeah. Now, Jerkovic, I mean, it's just it's it's really hard to wrap your mind around how none of these guys ha- have really been like an elite. I mean, Brady Quinn's had as good of a career as any of those guys have. I mean, well, probably, but Brady Quinn was also a guy that went out there never never broke apart mentally, you know. And then sometimes there was a clown show under Charlie Weiss, but Brady Quinn was a guy that just went out there and never fell apart, from what I recall. In fact, on the other side, he was a guy that put the team on his back on multiple occasions. You know, well, and, and he think, maybe wasn't. And most... I think Clawson did that too. I mean, Clawson was a was a victim of of some pretty poor defenses. I think it's and, fair and whatnot, to say, but that I love Jimmy Clawson. I, too. I, me too, and because I, here's the thing, I th- I think about Jimmy Clawson. What a badass! I think it's fair to say that he he had the toughest go of it. He had the toughest go. I think Reese did the most with the least. I mean, we could all agree with that, right? Yeah. The I fact think, that he's even in, I, I think that's fair. Yeah, he did I think the most fair. with the least coming yeah, in. Yeah. Clawson had the least around him, like just as an overall yeah, environment. I mean, Tate and, and Floyd, and he yeah, had some good right. tight ends, but his de- the defense was just a joke, and the coaching was was yeah. abysmal. Yeah. You know, no, I mean, he, he had a lot of five star. Te- that was like a seven on seven team. That's like a that's like a travel, you know, all star team that just had a bunch of really good players and kind of lackluster coaching. But you're just talented enough that you yeah. can slap a team together, like a camp, you right. know, and, and barnstorm and throw on a shit jersey and go perform. Right. Yeah. Well, and I don't mean to like I said, I don't mean to start off and just start bashing everything left and right. But it's funny to me that as you're an offensive such a hater, <laughs> why are you so negative? Why do you guys even do this podcast? I'm just saying See, you should be a fan of another team. Look, we talked so much <laughs> last year about winning percentage and how much Kelly gets paid. And you want to talk about that? We no, that <laughs> no. Here's what I'm saying. You you people want some other evidence. Who you're going to get, whatever. Let's look at the guy that you're about to face. I mean, look, Harbaugh all over the place. But the guy had Andrew Luck, right? I mean, that was... Yeah. That, that was his guy, and maybe maybe he didn't recruit him. I don't know the full history there, but I'm just saying, to me, as a coach, you should at least be able to look back and say, that's the guy. And again, let's talk about people that nobody's, you know, the only one that maybe doesn't have a truly elite underneath him is Saban, but he doesn't have to because of what else he has as running backs and, and line. But, I mean, you look at a Deshaun Watson, you look, like a, you look at a Jameis Winston. We've talked about this. You can either do it with stout, amazing defense, or you can have a transcendent quarterback and and look 
I well, wish I wish Wimbush the absolute best this year. It doesn't seem on paper right now. It doesn't seem from early indications he's the guy. I, but could he I even? I think he is. Could though. he be the guy? I want with, him to be so bad. Of course you do. I want anybody to be the guy. But then again, I wanted Golson to be the guy, and he turned into an absolute basket case and a turnover waiting to happen. And I mean, yeah, but Golson wasn't really built like Wimbush. I mean, Wimbush does seem to have the physical tools, but again, so did Kaiser, and so did Zaire, and so did so did Dane Christ. <laughs> There's one common denominator of all these failed experiments what they're playing quarterback well that they played in a shamrock series i guess i mean it's not matt lafleur and it's not tommy reese god help us tommy reese is a quarterback coach and it's not chuck martin and it's not all these other guys that have been there and who's the guy in california uh, the the guru george whitfield yeah Yeah, yeah. you know maybe the common threads they were they were all throwing passes against broom broom handles i don't know yeah no i think uh look we've we've discussed it in the past kelly has a tendency to overcomplicate it seems like he wants to get real cerebral and overcomplicate things Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just what happens. I mean, and and the uh, the second year two or year three of a returning guy just seems like a lot of shit gets lumped on their shoulders, and they proceed to cave. Yeah, and if people don't fully under, I, mean, I think everybody understands what you're saying, but if people think that's not fair, go and look at the press conferences of what like Dabo Sweeney would say about Deshaun Watson. He'll be like, "You just gotta let your great players make plays." And then Kelly's comments about his quarterbacks are always like, "Well, he doesn't have a full, he doesn't have full authority of the playbook right. just yet." It's always some comment like that, and these other guys are like, "Uh, he's a he's a he's an amazing talent, and we put him out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and we win." So I'm, I can't. You can't just go out there and play recess. But to me, yes. Don't they always have this flash of brilliance early in the season? And then all of a sudden, I it gets hope. real technical. I mean, look. If if Notre Dame, I mean, there are people have picked them in to be a playoff team. I, they're ranked what preseason twelve playoffs. Play, you know, I just. It's, I was talking to somebody at a at a at a 40th birthday party for our cousin um, last weekend, and and we're talking, and they're like, "Well, you think Notre Dame can do it this year?" I was like, "I think they could do it every single year. They've got enough talent. They've mm-hmm. always got enough talent. Yeah, it comes down to coaching and motivation and execution and just." I mean, they just they never get it done. So, yes, I do believe that there's enough talent on this roster sure. again to make a legit run. Yeah. But, you know, are you, do you fold at the end of the year? Do you what what happens? I mean, that's what you don't know. But I, I think, think I could get up early tomorrow and go to the gym before work. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, look, right. I, I think Wimbush if I mean, I, but I, you're right. I mean, relative to uh, someone like Luck or Watson or, or everybody else not named Alabama, Jameis Winston, that's that's going to win. Um, JT Barrett or uh, Cardell Jones or whoever. I mean, the way that it seems like it's going to happen is to have transcendent quarterback play, which if you're betting on that coming out of a Brian Kelly coach team, you know, hey, you might you get piling Powerball comes out tomorrow too. You might as well go buy a ticket. Yeah. At the same time, you just don't know. That's why you're a fan. That's sure. why we're. That's why we're. Everybody's Notre Dame fans still because there's no empirical evidence that right. that's ever going to happen. But you still have hope, right? High hopes. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, so, and and if you get a hey, look, if Wimbush puts out a Heisman level performance, maybe they'll be in it. And the mm-hmm. guy, he's capable of doing it. You just, it's hard to bet on the, the, you know, the leadership around him at the coaching level. But I, the guy's got the talent to do it. Yeah. Well, no, and I agree. There's, there's plenty of promise there. I just think there's way too many scenarios in the past where well, these, these guys, their best games were at the front of their career when they were allowed to be cerebral. It wasn't, you know, it was just instinct, right? That's what you, they were allowed to do. do. You f- there's a lot of stories of guys that cracked late. They weren't peaking. I wonder if Kelly in his mind is thinking something like 2012, where he's like, "Well, I got." 
Matt Golson, who can do all these great things, but then if it stuff gets a little dicey against a juggernaut like Purdue, mm-hmm. I can always put in Tommy Reese to come save the day. Or if I feel like Golson needs to sit a game, we can wink, wink, nod, nod. Oh, I think he's got a concussion. Hey, you better sit this week, and we'll, we'll play Tommy against BYU. I mean, do you think that in Kelly's mind, he feels like, well, okay, look, Wimbush has got the skill set. He's more dynamic. But at the same time, I feel like I can massage this thing a la Golson and Reese in 2012 and maybe throw a book in to save the day like it was like he's going in to win the Citrus Bowl. Do you think that's creeping into Kelly's mind at all? I don't know if this is exactly what you're asking, but yes. There's a movie that I haven't seen, but it has... Um they're like where you get in the robot, right? You're like you're inside the robot and you're robot fighting. Okay, this is like a Disney type movie Spy that kids? came out. No, it came out a couple <laughs> years ago. I think it has like Hugh Jackman. There's robots that fight, or maybe it's like remote controlled or whatever, okay. right? But the premise is the robot is the big machine that's doing all this stuff, but you are at the controls. Just like Avatar. Sure, sure. But what I think Kelly thinks is that he is the guy in control of the robot. I think that he thinks he's playing a video game, and all the guy has to do is just be a serviceable body and intellect. And he, I think that he believes that his own um, whatever whatever play calling or, or strategy or whatever or execution, he can just implant it into whoever his guy is and make it happen on the field. I think there's too much of a reliance on himself thinking this guy just needs to be able to understand exactly what I want him to do. And the contrast to that is these other coaches, I think, say this guy is some th- something special. I, I just have to give him a few pointers, and he just goes out there and just just does his thing. I think it, the more hands off you are, again, we're talking about transcendent talent. I'm not talking about a brand new guy. I'm talking about a multiple game starter that should know what's going on, that owns the offense. Like if Wimbush played any games of note last year, which he did, why is there a quarterback controversy with somebody that was already on the roster? And maybe there's not a controversy, but why is he even saying, well, both guys are going to dress? Well, that's what they did with Zaire. Now, Zaire was coming back from an injury with To Kaiser, me, you don't but... you don't need that kind of pressure. What you but do is, is you what... take the best guy and you just it... let him do his thing. But is that what Chip Long came in to do? I mean, look, I mean, after the 2016 season where Brian Kelly went a staggering 4-8 and eight and retained his job, part of the... Part of the, uh, you know, rationale, I guess, was uh, like, hey, he did some soul searching and he was humbled and he brought in Mike Elko and he brought in Chip Long and that, that he wasn't going to try to be the guy, you know, running the avatar anymore. I mean, is that... But if he brings in a guy that does that, to me, it's not much different. And again, I'm cherry picking examples, but right off the top of my head, I go back to somebody like Tim Tebow or you go back to some of these guys that you recall that are quarterbacks. Like, I don't think that the thing about Tim Tebow was it was Urban Meyer's brain plugged into Tim Tebow, and he was just out there it doing it. It was Jesus' brain, well, obviously. It, whatever, but he, it wasn't Urban Meyer at the wheel, right? Like, it was Tim Tebow or, or Jesus at the wheel. Like, that's all I'm saying is the better a guy is, the, to me, the, the more hands-off you should be. That just seems to follow, right? And I'm not just yeah. talking about leash. I'm just talking about let— don't even coach let it, him. Let a play a play. Just, yes, play yes, play, exactly. Dog. And I, I just don't think that that's Kelly's paradigm. And I go back to when Golson made a mistake and he oh, was immediately God. He in was the, on the sideline sulking and they'd show him. And, and every he, one of us thought, was in the tank and, every one of us was like, I, this is like a conversation I had with my parents when I was seven, you know, and, and I got cut from some team or I, I, you know, bombed some spelling test. And you're just watching that conversation where Kelly's crouched down and I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? I almost feel like the success for this year almost has to hinge on Wimbush, though. I think he's what I, takes it to the next level. I, mean, I think the defense will be the good. The defense could be elite. Again, I mean, same thing with the defense, as we've said with with Notre Dame teams in general. They've got the talent. 
They've right. got the talent. Dude, Tranquil, uh, Coney, uh, all the defensive linemen, Kareem. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they got the talents all over the place. Yeah. Terry, you know, but but can they put it together? I mean, if, if you look at the strengths of, of last year, 2017 was basically some pretty decent defense in the run game. Mm-hmm. You know, but Mike Elk is gone. He stands gone. Josh Adams is gone. Nelson's gone. McGlinchey's gone. I mean, yeah, we said it in our first show. Clark Lee's. You have some continuity, but you don't know how he's going to react at halftime if somebody's having success against you. Can he make adaptations and and tweaks and, and change things on the fly? Which is what Notre Dame's actually been. Diaco was great at doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, the Notre Dame historically has made some pretty decent adjustments. Brian Van Gorder notwithstanding. Um, but the other strength was Wimbush and his legs. I mean, yeah. that's what you got back at this point. And maybe Dexter, we don't know. Yeah. So I, I just feel like, you know, if the defense is serviceable, and, and again, they could be elite, you know, they could be. I mean, they, they, they've always got the talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I do feel more confident that Kelly will let Clark Lee alone on the defense more so than he would let Chip Long kind of do his own thing. Yeah. I think we can both agree on that. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I feel like Wimbush, is it's going to have to be him. I agree. I, you, I don't see Ian Book taking Notre Dame to the playoffs. Well, and not only that, like, and this is very simple. This is very traditional. And that's no this knock is, on him. I no, just, not at all. This is very football 101. I'm not saying the quarterback has to be the captain and has to be the emotional leader. But it nine, sure helps. Nine times out of ten, that's the guy, and Notre Dame can't yeah. keep and, having— Unless you're Alabama. But Exactly. But we can't keep having and we, senior— and, and as we, and as articulated earlier, you're unable, you're no longer allowed to whip elephants, which is why Alabama just wins everything. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. But think about it. I mean, how many times can Notre Dame have like a senior safety be the captain and be the face of the team? And look, we got some, we got a lot of veteran guys in the kicking and punting game, and you know that's great. But I mean, and there's always a, a offensive lineman that makes that captain yeah, what spot. Justin like, Yoon is is the leader of the team. That's neat. Yeah. When we talk about all this new modern stuff, there is one thing I have no problem going back to basics. I got no problem stereotyping. Notre Dame quarterback should be big man on campus, face of the program. I thought you were going to say something about Yoon, so thank you for no, going the other direction. No, not that far back in history. I'm just saying there's no problem with me having this guy be the face of it, but he's got to be the guy, right? And you take your pick of Lamar Jackson, any of these guys, right? I'm like, why is there not one guy like that? I'm not saying it has to be every year. That That's uh, that's spoiled, okay? It's not going to happen every year, but how come there hasn't been one we're pushing a decade? I mean, look, dude, and and it's obvious that why someone some like Lincoln Riley can the... come take over, and as long as you got Baker Mayfield, you're going to go get it done. Yeah, but like list all those names and think and people are like you're, again. I know a lot of people probably listening are thinking, well, you're just cherry picking all the great quarterbacks. And I'm like, how long does Notre Dame have to go and think they're a marquee program and not have a guy? I, let me ask you a different way: How many quarterbacks can you name that are better than anybody Notre Dame's fielded in Brian Kelly's tenure that played at the same time? You could probably name fifty. Yeah, if you said you could probably went, name fifty yeah, yeah. guys. I mean, you could pr- you could pick ten a season. And then and a lot of you people out there are telling yourself Notre Dame's in the playoff mix. I'm super excited. Notre Dame should be top ten every year and blah blah blah. And I'm like, well, how? That's a really important position in football. And why? How many people can you name that are better than anybody Notre Dame's put on the field? I'm talking career or for a whole season. You know, not potential. Robert Griffin the third. Oh my God, dude, he was yeah, insane. In, yeah, exactly. He was just insane. Just in college, you know what I mean. And there's a lot of guys, right? Dak Prescott. I mean, you could the list goes on and on and on. And why haven't we had 
one of these Johnny, guys. Johnny Manziel? Just coked up had, Johnny Football? We God. haven't even had a Colt McCoy. I mean, no, that's probably too far back. But, you know, you know, think about it, right? I mean, that's a, that's I just mean, a different spin. Yeah. I, well, and you said something about being a top 10 program. I, I don't know if uh, anybody caught uh, win of this. <laughs> After our, our last podcast, someone hit me on Twitter, at Irish Titanist, and said, I don't, I don't appreciate your baseless claims that Brian Kelly's not a good coach. And I was like, oh, hold up, dude. You know, like, mm-hmm. get baseless my ass. Sagarin. Was I, that about last podcast or after, like our entire body of work? No, it was after the last podcast. You're going to have to on, be more specific, this is on Twitter. I don't want to listen to you guys anymore. You're so negative and you're making baseless claims against Brian Kelly. And I, and I said, I go, look, and I don't think I put these stats in the show. But, I, but since you said something about being a top 10 program, it made me think of this. In Brian Kelly's tenure uh, at Notre Dame, uh, I look at the Sagarin, like the, just the end of the year Sagarin ratings. And again, for anybody new to the show, why do we listen look at Sagarin? Well, it's because we really started d- diving into stats during the Char- Charlie Weiss era. And Sagarin was the only thing that went deeper than the top 25, which Notre Dame was not sniffing. So right. if you wanted to figure out where Notre Dame really ranked in 2007, you ain't going to find it in the AP poll. You got to go something like Sagarin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we just kind of like it. And I looked at the end of the year Sagarin rankings uh, for for Notre Dame and Brian Kelly has never improved in consecutive years ever. So as long as he's been at Notre Dame, he's never improved in consecutive years. He's gone 19, then 26, then fifth, then 28th, then 31st, then 11th, then 51st, then 10th last year. Okay, mm-hmm. 10th last year. So he's never improved in back-to-back years, which again just goes to the inconsistency that this program has seen in the last nine years. Right. But secondly, it really does give me a lot of pause that they're going to improve from their number 10 ranking last year. Mm-hmm. Right. But But... If you look at the the average uh, of all these teams, and if you do want to know what teams have improved in consecutive years, go look at uh, An- Andrew Wynn, uh, the, one of the editors for One Foot Down, did all the research. He, he tagged me in a spreadsheet from August 14th. Look at uh, Jude's Twitter, at Andrew Wynn, Andrew, Andy, R-E-W, Wynn, W-I-N-N, so two W's and two N's, D- uh, sent me a Google Doc. He did all the work. All the teams that had improved, less miles, one, two, three years in a row of, improved, of, of improvement. Of course, 2016 was the year that he got clipped, so uh, Ed Odron picked up half of that. Jimbo Fisher did it twice, uh, improved in consecutive years. Clemson improved in two consecutive years, went down one, and then improved three consecutive years in a row to win the championship. Um, Gundy's done it at Oklahoma State. Sarkeesian into Helton have done it at USC. Uh, Richt did it at Georgia. And if you look at all these teams and their end of the year Sagarin rankings, this is how you finish at the end of the year, taking in your team's performance and then also your strength of schedule. Notre Dame's average is 23rd. So, so you're basically a fringe top 25 team in the last eight years under Brian Kelly. Yeah, you're like a UCLA, you're like a Louisville, I you're mean, like I mean, a... the teams around, TCU is ahead of them. Northwestern, Auburn, A and M, Mississippi State, Washington, Michigan State, Kansas State. You know, I mean, these are the mm-hmm. teams that are around. I just it made me think of that when you said top ten. They're not Notre Dame's not top. I mean, they're they're a top tw- they're a fringe top twenty five program right now. Yeah, yeah, with no they, major bowl wins. Right. That, so how do we get from where we are today to where everybody wants to be, which is a national championship caliber contending team mm-hmm. worth a crap? 
Yeah, and you got two options, which we talked about last week. You can either wait for the rogue wave, if you will, right? If you look at some of those rankings as a simple line chart, you can wait for that one rogue wave 2012 where they peak yep. way up really, really high. And last year it happened. You know, there, there was a there was a big rise. There was a lot of amplitude there. But, you know, year in and year out, you know, when you when you were talking about the, when those numbers were going back and forth, I'm just like reliving all the emotions that I had throughout that that nine years i you mean know? it's I'm almost like, oh yeah that was the year that i loved life and then that was the year I, you know i was i mean tcu georgia oregon uh usc oklahoma state clemson wisconsin florida state ohio state lsu oklahoma stanford alabama all those teams are above notre dame if you take the aggregate ranking end of year since kelly's been around mm-hmm. has tons of them have switched coaches sure you know oh yeah tons of coaching changes but for who sure. are you gonna get i don't know i mean a lot of these guys have done it um yeah which we've talked about right but, I mean, some of those names you, i don't have a problem hearing right if it's like clemson alabama you know uh sure florida but, state that doesn't bother me but all of a sudden you slip in like i was like whoa did i hear stanford but LSU, did i hear oklahoma but LSU's state lsu's like, average rank is 11th yeah and they fired their coach. Right. I don't know. It just here we are. You know, if people want to know why we're negative, I mean, look, it's Notre Dame has not improved. We? Okay. They've not improved in consecutive exactly. years. They can't string it together for whatever reason. 2015, pretty decent. 2016, pile of shit. 2017, pretty decent. 2018, a lot of hopes. Mm-hmm. But, you know. And if that was three coaches, I don't think we would be harping on it, but it's the same person that we were talking about. You just said Notre Dame. This is the same person. Right. Some of these other teams were, were doing all the disruption that is in, that in, is entailed with having a coaching switch. I mean, think of the adversity that USC has gone through. Self-inflicted, They've don't get me wrong. They've had Ogeron is an interim, Helton, Sarkeesian. Uh, Dude, I think they were coached Le- by an NCAA, like, you know, sergeant Will, at Will arms Farrell for a year. Will was out there coaching them one year. Snoop Dogg coached oh them. Gosh, this is insane. Man. Yeah. They went through, you remember that tweet I put out, right? In the same time that Kelly had been at Notre Dame, LS, or USC had like four different coaches. The record was like the same two years ago, and they had like four different coaches, suspensions, wins vacated. I mean, just absurd. So so let's get back to the, the question, because this is, before we go too far on, t- you know, out of tangent, how do we get from where we are a fringe top 25 program in mm-hmm. the last eight, nine years? Mm-hmm. That's what Notre Dame is, a yeah. fringe top 25 team. Yeah. I mean, they're they're a couple spots ab- above Kansas State. Yeah, and if people they're out there cu- say like, "Hey, you guys are," they're barely above Mississippi State. I mean, geez, man. So how do we? T- how, how can this happen? What's the path forward? Give me a compelling future that I can be excited about as a fan, because I don't want to make baseless claims about Brian Kelly. Well, exactly. You have to ask yourself out there what's going to change. And most people, most people that look at somebody who gets paid millions of dollars that happens to be the head position of said said result that we just talked about that's pushing a decade. All right. Think how antsy you got. No matter what political side you're on, think how antsy you get once there's been a president in office for eight years. You just feel the tides are like this is going to change. And look what happened. Right. With politics. Like all I'm saying is. There's a reason why people hang around for nine years in highly paid, highly scrutinized, multi-million dollar performance-based jobs. There's a reason that people stay with that, and it's because of their proven track record of Uh, success. I thought you were going to say because there's no accountability in their organization. Well, that's another way. That's also possible. But think about it. Those types of vacillations, at best, you're like, hey, look, you can... When we look at the overall, you're an eight and five guy, you're a nine and four guy. There are many, many places in the country where that is just fine. And all we've ever said is not that just let's be negative and they can't do it. We've said many times already on this podcast that it's possible. All we're saying is if you aggregate any nine year span for a Notre Dame team, should the average ranking look like 23? 
is that something that should happen, right? I mean, it, yeah. I that's mean, all we're saying. Yeah. That's, Take any nine-year swath of history. I don't care if you go back to the 20s. I don't care if you go to the 60s. I don't, I don't care if you go to the 40s. Is there any nine-year stretch in Notre Dame's history where the average ranking in your mind as a fan, not you, I know you, but anybody out there, is there any time frame that should be their average ranking in a nine-year consecutive span should be 23? I mean, and, that's I, can what just, you're and me, right? I can just hear the – Pollyanna chumps out there like whoa typing on their keyboard I'm sure it's still better than what Willingham and Weiss averaged like oh my god come on cite other examples of of this behavior like cite other failures Uh, you know like oh my it, well, yeah, it's not as bad as that one time when I was on heroin. Like, yeah, you know, right, yeah, on. I'm only doing coke, mom. It's yeah, not, it's not like I'm doing meth. Sorry, I mean, we geez. have we have a national epidemic. I shouldn't <laughs> really make fun of that. Okay, I'm going to ask you one more question because um, I think this one will take up plenty of time. <clears throat> and this is something we've talked about a lot. You in particular, this is a little bit pointed. Are you? Are you this is a little uh, bit pointed some, at you. Throw me some red meat here. There, yeah, this is a little bit. And then we'll finish with something that you could also I'm already answer. Sweat, I'm already that, sweating from, kind of, from, <clears throat> from my stat dump. Yeah, exactly. You're like, I think I read that right. <laughs> are you Are you the proverbial you? We've talked a lot about the org- The university is clearly complacent with what's happening, right? The university has lowered its standards and, and grabbed after the almighty dollar and the almighty pinstripe. Is there any way for you or any other self-respecting fan out there to simply root for the program? Like, keep your root, your rooting tops out at, like, you know, the ceiling of the fizzy lifting thing. You can't go any higher than Kelly, if that makes sense. You have no concept of who Jack Swarbrick is. It doesn't matter who Father Jenkins is. None of that stuff, right? Like, you just don't even play in that space. Are you talking about me in general? or Anybody. The, or the, the proverbial you. There's tons of people out there like that. That do that. And is that the only way you can keep hope is to believe Those that, like, Those are the hey, idiots that keep buying all the new gear and that don't care. And, I and, mean, and so the only way to do that is to make Kelly a sympathetic figure, believe he's trying to best he's and doing just, the best man look it's it's hard to get into notre dame he can't do the he can't you know what well, it's not like he can get the same kids that alabama gets in never it, mind the fact that stanford's doing it with just with harder academics and they're really optimistic this year because it's a new year right i mean that's really what it's based on yeah pretty much because i don't see anybody going guys has anybody talked about how we lost two linemen in the top 10 nfl dra- you know nfl draft picks like Hey, well, we got a great I mean, look, line. We got a great it's, line. It's but more, listen, it's those guys are the real deal. We are. We have been tainted because we do this show. Okay, it's not like we're professionals. It's not like we're beat writers. I mean, we have real respectable careers. We actually have real jobs. Mm-hmm. But um, but you know, when we do the show, yeah, it's ND Fan Radio. We are two fans. We are also two brothers. But mm-hmm. but. We this this show has kind of changed the way that we look at the program and made us a little bit more analytical. True or false? Well, it's made me way more analytical. And by the way, let me let me quick side note here for anybody that gets sick of listening to this. And I know you guys Fuck are out off. there. <laughs> well, not only that, we're sick of saying it. No, we're I agree. sick yeah, of saying that. I just want it. everybody to know we do not relish this. You're right. This show, <laughs> this show has that's the only time. <laughs> Enjoy it, pal. This, this, when you look at this team critically, just pretend you have to talk about it. Just pretend you have to talk about it as long as we do. All you out facts, there, not, with facts, not some emotional hippie argument of like, oh, oh you know, I took with some facts. I took look some edibles stats. and I got a body buzz and it's just I'm look seeing up. rainbows and unicorns and they're going to be great. And look at actual facts. Look at look at the actual stats. Bring some f- some facts and stats and just and really analyze the team and, and, th- even, and then and, and, and then it, give me the rose colored glasses. If you, and, and and I guess if you you want to take that side you could say well look Notre Dame has won 10 games two out of the last three seasons which is true but it's also 
you know, it's a damn W. I mean, it's a you know, it's the letter V. It's it's ten. It's the only wins. way to get a W it's is a, to look three seasons together, you, right? The, you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, so it's just, even even when they do things well, they don't do them consistent. That, that's the thing. Even when Notre Dame does stuff well, they don't do it consistently, right. and it drives me insane. And they are capable even when of they doing ran it well. the ball well last year for and strung a couple of games together, which made my run the damn ball heart, you know, overflow yeah. with joy. They still couldn't do it consistently all the way through the end of the year. I mean, look. That know, was the best they looked. There's no doubt. That was the best, was, most exciting track that they had been on. And we talked. We just talked a lot about transcendent quarterback the, play. And it was like the least amount that they've tried to lump on the quarterback, too. Yeah. But think of it. We were getting on here every week. You know, For anybody who thinks we're super but, new, I was getting on here every but, week like, Notre Dame, number three but, in the country, but rushing. But your question is, are there people who can just look at the program in isolation without all the other stuff? And I'm not saying you got to go that deep enough into, like, you know, Catholic. You know, like any any yeah, of that no, stuff. You're right, but, but, but what stop I'm saying is, I'm not saying you need help? to go into the Land of Lakes uh, agreement with you know Father Ted signed and and Catholic universities. Just you know, I'm not like not even I'm that. I'm just level. saying, does it help to create a, a partition there where you is say forget be, the be, fact that somebody should be yes. responsible be above Kelly? Yes, because people want to be fans. People, the average person wants to be a fan. I always say the idiots that buy n- polos. I mean, look, I don't don't take if you're out there buying Under Armour stuff. I'm like, look, man, I'm not calling you. You know, I'm just saying the people that blindly support uh, without the, thinking about the pro, it. Yeah, right. Who just don't care. Um, I, I feel like that's a, a detriment to the to the university. I feel like anybody that goes and buys one of these garbage Shamrock series is just helping perpetuate. You know, this the nonsense. And, mm-hmm. and so if you're not part of the, it, it, I, for me, I'm withholding my dollars from the university, um, and, and it, I, at least in my mind, think that I'm trying to be part of a solution there, which is demand a little bit of accountability and a higher level of performance. But the average person who ha- who's shelled out fifteen hundred bucks of their hard-earned money to have season tickets, somebody who's going to travel from Kansas City to South Bend or come from New York into South Bend or to 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 come up from Kentucky, like Mike. I mean, people that are doing these road trips, they want to go, they want to see their friends the people they know from twitter they want to have a good time and drink and enjoy the beautiful it's a beautiful campus Mm -hmm. it's a it's a fun it's a fun environment they want to do that hey i'm going to slap on my new notre dame polo great i mean that's all good but for us doing the show number one that's not exciting because there's plenty of homers out there that are just doing podcasts about you know unicorns and rainbows Mm -hmm. and that's not us number two Talk, you want to talk about baseless? That's baseless. Yeah, I'm not saying you shouldn't enjoy it. Throwing cornhole, drinking if, beers. If that's what you enjoy. Sure, spend your money on it. I'm never going to tell somebody what they should spend their dollars on. You earned it. You spend it on what you you know. Hey, you're lucky the government didn't take it in taxes. Go spend it on something you enjoy. Maybe it's golf. Maybe it's alcohol. Maybe it's Notre Dame. You know, maybe who knows what it is. Maybe you want to donate it to a charity or buy a new car. Whatever you want to do with your dollars, do it. But I just can't. But but in my opinion, if you do that and you're doing it blindly and not barking and not being a carnival barker like me, screaming at the top of my lungs, like, why the hell is this a fringe top 25 program? You know, yeah, I, I can't get I can't get on board with that. But there's plenty of people that can look at the program in isolation. And it's evidenced by the fact that there's 75,000 fans in the stands every every weekend and about 8,000 Georgia fans with them but right. you know well 
give or take. Yeah. No, you're right. And since we've talked about that, since we've had the show, I've been up to games and I do the same thing when I go up there. I don't want it. People are like, what do you think? You know, not like I'm some expert. Like, what do you think? And I'm like, I think I'm here to have a great time and I hope yeah, they win. Yeah. I don't want to go up there and walk around with, with like computer dot paper, dot matrix paper and be like, here's what I think. I think the average Saturn rating of the last yeah, nine years is 20. And everybody's like, dude. Like, I, I saw a guy at that birthday party who uh, used to work for Notre Dame in the ticket office. He used to hook me up many years ago who said, hey, you want to come up and party? I said, no, I don't. I don't want to be anywhere near. And he goes, well, how about this? Come up, let's tailgate, and then we'll go to my house and watch it on TV. And I said, yes. I'm, I'm open to something Well, I like can't that. do that. I just can't get close enough to not go to the game because I just have to see it with my own eyes. But that's just like an experiential type of thing. But I, I'll admit, I've gone up there. And some of you people that are listening to this have been there with me. And you're like, well, what's the deal? You're up there partying. And I'm like, yeah, because I still want to do that. And I enjoy that experience. But in the back of my mind, ever since we started doing this, when you are forced, this is looking in the mirror. And I apologize if it gets a negative, but that's just the way we're cutting. That's it's, what we've done. It's, this is it's forced, reality. It's looking it's in the reality. mirror. It's reality. And a lot of people don't want to look it's in the real- mirror. Look, you know? if you've got bad credit and you've got a negative checking account and you got, you're afraid to open the mailbox. I've been there. We have people, everybody's been poor at some point yeah. in time and you're struggling and you're afraid to go open the mailbox because you know that there's some bad news in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the fact that you don't go open the mailbox and read the paper, you know, re- read the letter doesn't change the fact that it's there. Yeah. And, and, your, and your electric's about to get shut off. Yeah. And somebody- so, you know, you can put on your happy face and go, you know, yeah. pretend like it's not there. But it's, I mean, they got to do something. And it starts this year. I mean, look, I'm... Our, I, that's past the time when it need to have happened, but the fact that Brian Kelly's still the coach, I mean, I guess now's the time, and it's got to start with this Michigan game. I know Josh wrote an article, don't freak out if Notre Dame loses to Michigan. Bullshit, dude. This is a, I mean, sure. if they don't win this game, I, they're, then it, it, to me, unless they lose this game by one point and Michigan turns out to be a national championship caliber team like Georgia was last year, that situation notwithstanding, I don't see how you can lose this game and, 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 and provide any evidence Evidence that the, you're going to be anything more than the 23rd best program sure. in the country. You got them right you where you want to win you. stuff like this at home, yeah, and it's prime st- time. It right starts what you this week. You mm-hmm. got to get it done. You got to go out there and get it done. I don't see any other choice. And if you're a fan who's just, the people, they're just like after Notre Dame chokes and they just tweet out, "Win or lose, we are Notre Dame." Fuck. <laughs> fucking hate people like that. Come on, man. Well, and I think that so many people go to sports because they don't want to deal with reality. And I get that. I get that. But look, that you gravitate to Notre Dame for a reason. Or my contention is you're not doing it right. This is different than just your fantasy football team where, yeah, you want them to win. And if they don't win, who cares? You're out 25 bucks. You know, you're in a group chat with your buddies or whatever. My hope is that there are people out there that gravitate to Notre Dame. And all these words are not in vain. You want to put God, country, Notre Notre Dame, that should mean something to a lot of people. You want to slap that all over your uniform. You got to ask yourself the question, is this designed to sell more product or is this really hearkening back to something that we all think is very, very special? And that's why I talk specifically about that partition for people that aren't alums, people that gravitate to this for a reason, people that are Catholic. There's a lot of entry doors to Notre Dame. And a lot of it's just, hey, my parents rooted for them. My buddy goes there. Maybe you're an alum, whatever. I'm just saying, if you believe anything about the program, you have to start from a position of it is special. And that's Notre Dame arrogance. If you're a fan on the outside, if you're not a Notre Dame fan, that's what it looks like, right? It's Notre Dame arrogance. It's Notre Dame's relevance that always gets attacked, blah, blah, blah. I don't have a problem with that, but I'm saying if you're in the tent, if you are in the tent, you can be the loudest barker to your point. I don't got a problem with that, but you, because you understand 
this program I mean, has a, a, a je ne sais quoi to it, then that's be, why you are here. You're not here because if, if you're here because you grew up in South Bend and you're like, no, nah, give or take, man, I doesn't really care, then that's fine. And you are the guy that says Kelly can stay, right? Yeah. Kelly can stay. But if you're somebody that was that was draped with a Notre Dame jersey right after you were draped with a white cloth of Catholic baptism. Not some shitty Shamrock Series jersey. In a, in a crib. <laughs> Right, if you're the one that had a Shamrock Mobile dangling in front of you when you were ferberizing yourself to sleep when you were an infant, like what else are you supposed to do? You're gravitating to this because there's something special about it, yeah. and it's not being ranked 23rd over any nine-year span. So I well, and it's not pinstripe jerseys on, well, on your pants either. Although no. if Notre Dame wanted to one up, the only way Notre Dame could be more arrogant is to tie themselves to a Yankees jersey. As exactly, well. exactly. Like what else? Yeah, no, that that's totally what it is. So you know, I think. Everybody out there does get that, but to me, what else can we talk about before the season kicks off? You said it the best about Michigan. You got them right where you wanted. You got you this. Got, is, you got this the is, test right in this front is, of you. This is week one. This is big boy football. This is this is. I yeah. mean, you. It's you're at home. You're at night. It's a marquee opponent. You got hype. Harbaugh's. I mean, he's he's on the ropes. I mean, this you got to do it, man. And you got to do it. And and I'll be damned if. And I mean, again, unless this is something like Michigan goes on to be a playoff team and Notre Dame loses by less than three points and really did everything they possibly could. Okay, I mean, maybe, but I just I don't want to make. You got to win this game. Well, you have to win. And this how game. long? And how long you've and, seen this? And win a damn. Win yeah. something that matters this year or hit the bricks, man. This shit's getting old. And I just hope. Every Every one of you that goes there, look, I went to that Bush Push game in, in 2005 and I left and all I thought was, what an amazing game. What an amazing game. That's the only thought I could have, literally. But now it's been long enough under, under Kelly. You have to leave that game and think, win or lose, what does this mean? What does it mean for me? And I hate to be all dramatic, but like that's what you should be doing if you're doing it right as a Notre Dame fan. What does this mean, especially if Notre Dame loses? I'll tell you what. If, if, if they lose, you can't leave uh, and go, you know what? That tailgate was fantastic. You know what? I'd love to see my buddies. I mean, if you do that, then, Great then, weather. then you might say we're not fans for being critical but i would say you're not a fan for because you accept mediocrity yeah. that, that's what i would say yeah but but i'm not saying give up and the last thing i'll just say upset. is again where we are today we are a fringe top 25 program that's where we are today look at where you want to be look where you want notre dame to be you want them to be elite you want them to be championship winning championship level you want them to be the upper echelon the top the creme de la creme yeah how do you get there you get there by winning games like this against Michigan. It, that's how it starts. Sure. That's how it starts, and that's how it has to start this year. Yeah. There's no other option. And if the current format has been in place for nine years and hasn't gotten there in said nine years, how do you get there? Well, it's change. Well. It's change. Hey, that's why hey, you get look, anywhere, yeah, I mean, right? If you're selling Shamrock, jer- uh, Shamrock Series jerseys to fund a buyout, that's about the only way I think they're a good idea. Mm-hmm. All yeah, right? so we are fans. We are optimistic. But if you're analyzing and looking at data, hey, I mean, this is the only conclusion you could come to. This is the only conclusion that's you could it. come to. And it's got to improve. It's got to imp- It's got. And it, the time is now, man. The time is past now. It's been. It's. We're on. I mean, you're. Past you, now. You're, now in, you're, in, you're in extra time if this is a soccer game. You yep. know, the, the time has already expired on this guy. Yeah. Don't think it's the first year reset. Big optimistic first game. Every clean slate. No. 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 Go no. get it done. And and damn it, I think Wish, Wimbush is going to be the guy to do it. I, right. I really hope. Oh, so. I like it. Ending I, on a positive. I, I nope. really hope so. All right, man. That's it. Go Irish.